This week's episode brought to you by Holidon't. Tired of setting up and tearing down tons of holiday paraphernalia and decorations over and over again? Sick of storing tons of holiday shit that you only haul out once a year only to have it hang around way too long? Then don't. Just don't. With Holidon't. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk! An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare nonos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. If you hear a funny sound in the background, that's my computer literally dying. Uh, right. Right before our ears. Yeah, he bought it used, what, like <laughs> five, years ago. five, seven years ago? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a trooper. So, uh, hello and welcome. Uh, this is Horror Movie Talk, and I'm super excited for our show today, We are, even though we are reviewing Pumpkinhead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should check us out on our website, horrormovietalk.com. From there, you can find links to all of the places I'm going to mention next, which is like social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We got even LinkedIn. Check out our Reddit, our subreddit. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to slam that subscribe button, ring that bell, and all that baloney. Give us a ratings on iTunes if you want to be really nice, and make sure to share our podcast with a friend, even if they don't like horror, because I'm told that people who are scared to watch horror movies still get off on listening to us joke about them. So that's Yeah, I want to thank the people that have actually taken the call to action seriously and shared the podcast with a friend i know at least one person on twitter said he found the podcast from a friend that was a big horror buff that um shared our podcast with them and we really appreciate that meeting new people and i know that we've gotten several <clears throat> new ratings and reviews since the last episode yeah um and that we really appreciate that once again our goal is to get 200 ratings by not too long August, from now. <laughs> August 2020, and we've got 42 right now, so... We can do it. You can you know, help. Just uh. hit hit those stars. If you know someone that has an iPhone, just have them rate us, too. Just say, can you do a thing? Here, let's do that thing. Yeah. As I said, we've got a great show today. We are going to be talking about Pumpkinhead, the slasher, iconic cult classic slasher from 1988. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge, where it makes you angry that you had to watch it, 5 being a totally average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries and should win an award, but it won't because it's a horror movie. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. But first, Bryce, we have a contest. We've got lots of great news we got, this podcast. Yeah, you guys should stick around for the mid-roll because we've got some interesting stuff there. But Yeah, we've got exciting news for October. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to bring it in yeah, in October. Yeah, and my brother really helped us out in thinking up this contest for us. Uh, so thank you, Garrett. 
We uh, we have a contest, a horror movie talk pumpkin carving contest. And Bryce, what is the grand prize for this? The grand prize is a set of Funko Pop dolls. It's the Hocus Pocus collector set. Yeah. And it has Sarah with the spider, Winifred with magic, and Mary with cheese puffs. Yeah, she's got so, a bowl of cheese puffs. So a set of three Hocus Pocus pop dolls that you can set up on your desk or something to show that you've you've got love for horror movies. It's a friendly friendly way to do it. Yeah. It's a little easier to do than having like a Cenobite poster, you know, tweaking his nipples, you know, over <laughs> over your desk. Um you know, I think people uh, appreciate Hocus Pocus a little more. Yeah, and even I mean, though it is really, really graphic. In yeah, some, it's, some, it's some pretty. Scenes. It's pretty raunchy. If you head back to our um, Ready or Not episode, we have a um, a game called Horror or Porno that debuts on there, and one of the scenes uh, from Hocus Pocus really kind of shines through. There was, um, yeah, you wouldn't remember it. No, but... I think he said, "Put it back in there, bitch," or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Bryce actually, the other day, he thought of second and third per- place prizes. <coughs> yeah, so first, which... <laughs> first prize is the Hocus Pocus set. Second prize, um, we will give, we will gift you, I think on iTunes we can do this, we can gift you the music track of Hocus Pocus by Focus. <laughs> and third prize is? And third prize is you're fired. <laughs> you... You lose. Good day, sir. Yeah, but um, if you want to enter this contest, it's really easy. You just head on over to our website. You take a picture of your pumpkin um, of whatever. Post carved. Yeah, post after it's been carved. The good, the money shot, if you will. And uh, and then, you know, you go to our website and we have a, um, on all the pages, pretty much. You look for the Halloween 3 pumpkin, that sh- the jack-o'-lantern that showed up on the TV. In Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. On the homepage, it's down at the bottom. On every other page, it's up at the top of the sidebar. It's pretty easy to find. Big old picture of a pumpkin. So just click through, fill out the entry form, simple entry form, but you do need to submit an image, and you also need to have a Google account to to submit the image. So I think everyone has one of those by now, either a Gmail account or just something that you sign into YouTube. Yeah, you would think so. That's almost like just par for humanity. Yeah, at this it's like point. table stakes for the internet. So uh yeah, I mean we're just looking for the coolest pumpkin carving and we'll figure out how to judge it later. <laughs> other yeah. than just looking at it and say, well, I like that one. When's the deadline for this? I think it's probably the la the last episode that comes <laughs> out in October. Yeah, so the We'll announce the winner on October 30th in the October 30th episode. There you go. Um, but that actually means that the deadline is the Saturday before, unless we want to tack on like an edited thing. I think, let me let me look at the calendar real quick. So entries would be due um, Friday the 25th. There you go. You guys got like three weeks, two or three weeks. I guess I guess that's about two weeks. Yeah. So get on that. And uh, and later in this episode, we will be doing a game called Taglines, which is a perennial favorite. And Pumpkinhead is fodder for for this. I think that we're also going to be reading some of your very kind uh, reviews to us. Yeah. So, so that'd be that, that'll be a thing that we can do later as well. So with that, let's get into Pumpkinhead. 
Pumpkinhead is one of the most straightforward and simple movies I think I have ever seen. You know that motif of made-for-TV movie that movies like Tremors have? Pumpkinhead has that same feeling and structure. So with that, here's the trailer. Afraid raising the dead ain't within my power. Will it be all right? Should I be afraid? It's coming! <laughs> Looking for an old woman. She lives somewhere in the mountains here, Bass. All she can do is take you straight to hell. You go home and you bury your boy. Some folks say is how she's got powers. Who are you? Ed Harley. What do you want, Ed Harley? Sad. You're looking for vengeance. Vengeance. Sad. There's no graveyard way back deep in them woods. The thing you're looking for is in there. It was an accident. Pumpkinhead can be found on Amazon uh, for a fee and Hulu for free if you have a Hulu subscription right now. Pumpkinhead is the story of a group of, uh, and I think you can obviously also find, I think everything just goes without saying that you can find it on YouTube for a couple of bucks. Pumpkinhead is the story of a group of young 20-somethings who are headed out to a cabin in the woods. As far as I can tell, this is supposed to be set in the South, uh, which is difficult for me because what isn't shot on a soundstage is very obviously located in the hills of L.A. Uh, but yeah, the setting and the time of this is so vague. weird and vague. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, I turned to David while we were watching and I was like, this could either be like Depression era Dust Bowl yeah. or it could be late 80s ski comedy right yeah yeah that's like teen, totally accurate. teen ski comedy that's totally accurate as our group of kids stop at a small local store for some supplies the most rowdy of the group inexplicably hop on dirt bikes and start riding around doing sweet tricks yeah i mean you stop for you know two minutes for a pit stop get a to, to grab some cheetos yeah and you're like oh, i'm getting antsy gotta get gotta get my dirt bike and start r- riding on these hills the <laughs> The son of the store owner is fatally injured by one of these sweet tricks, and all after being <laughs> after being insulted for his thick glasses by the <laughs> asshole. Look at this little kid, this tiny little kid. What a fucking dork! <laughs> okay, all right, hey, four eyes. Okay, it's aggressive. Um, and all but one of the kids head into the hills to avoid having murder pinned on them. <laughs> The owner of the shop returns to find his child mortally wounded, so he seeks revenge the only way he knows how. Obviously, he goes to see a witch to put a death curse on the kids who killed his son. Yeah. Obviously. Long story short, Pumpkinhead is summoned by the witch, and he is a big, ugly, creepy-looking sort of Pumpkinhead thing. (laughs) 
He cuts a swath of uh, revenge through the kids and anyone who gets in the way of his revenge for the kids. Pumpkinhead is a better than terrible slasher that has a great monster <laughs> and a cult following. I love that <laughs> description. It's better than terrible. <laughs> it is better it's, than. It's not better than average. Definitely. Right. No. <laughs> Yeah, Pumpkinhead is a better-than-terrible slasher that has a great monster and a cult following of adults who are scarred in their childhood by this gruesome beast. As far as I can tell, the movie structure uh, goes... Uh, as movie structure goes, it's pretty clear what is going on at all times and why. It's This is not a, this is not a hot mess of a movie, necessarily. Unfortunately, it's never interesting enough for me to care about anyone or anything that's happening. The lighting is intentionally on the pitch black side of dark to hide the costume, I assume. And uh, maybe because there just was one lighting guy and he was underpaid or something like that. And the writing is bare bones and totally interchangeable with any other crappy 80s slasher. I really... Yeah, the writing's pretty minimal, too. It's it's super minimal. The protagonist, the guy from Millennium... He's he just stands around, looks sullen for most of the time. Lance Henriksen, yeah, yeah. yeah he uh, he does a great job um, yeah, of what he's, he's supposed great. to do. He's great with what they gave him, yeah. But there's not a lot there. There's just no meat on these bones, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> now, I I do want to go on record. We have never necessarily directly addressed this, but here at Horror Movie Talk, we try to see things as they are putting down the nostalgia glasses and looking at horror movies to compare them honestly. We won't pander to you or your childhood and only minimally to our own, we hope. Right. Well, unless it comes to it. Unless it comes to it. (laughs) I will pander to my childhood. Pumpkinhead is a bad movie. What it brings to the table is an easy to understand storyline and a pretty great monster along with a memorable name. Now, while you may remember this movie fondly, I think only the most diehard horror snobs will go down with this ship in order to be seen as a, quote, true horror fan. Yeah, the the reason why we watched it, we're looking for, you know, classic horror movies for the month of October. Yeah. And Pumpkinhead was one of those movies that comes up on a lot of lists as... A hidden treasure yeah. or a forgotten gem of a horror movie doesn't get doesn't get the attention that it deserves. And we watched it, and I disagree with that sentiment. Big, not all, not to mention, like there's a there is a big. Um, I feel like it's an agreement in the horror community that is, if something is cult, we have to say it's good and. This is evidenced by, like, big horror publications like Dread Central and Bloody Disgusting giving this movie near-perfect scores. And uh, and I just, I feel like that's pandering, and I don't feel like it's doing the audience a, a, any good service. Like, if you have not seen Pumpkinhead, and you go to Dread Central, and they're like, four out of five! It's like, that's fucking, that's a lie. <laughs> I think it's, here's what's good about it. The... The baseline concept of it, of going to a witch and summoning like a dirt monster to <laughs> to get revenge, yeah, and having it tied to you as kind of the curse, <clears throat> is a very interesting concept. It's a super interesting concept, and also I think it was Stan Winston that did the monster. The monster 
looks great yeah. for a, a horror monster. However, the directing on this movie was god awful. Yeah. Like lots of mistakes were made with how to shoot this monster, how to just shoot regular scenes. Yeah. Like it felt very claustrophobic because a lot of stuff was close-ups. Yeah, the whole movie is lots of big, big close close-ups, and it's like, ugh. And so there was, there was one scene in it, and maybe I can say, well, I'll just say it. Um, the scene in the cabin when the guy is arguing with the asshole. <clears throat> I don't remember the character names, but the basically of the teenagers that killed the the little kid yeah or were responsible for you know not alerting 911 or anything right there was the asshole that did it mm -hmm. that ran over the kid and then there was everyone else yeah. that's that's the level of character development in this movie and so one of the others says i'm gonna go and report it to the police and the asshole starts fighting them and that just the simple choreography of him punching that guy was just, Bad. it was worse than student film, like sh framing of yeah. the shots. If you had, if you had a young, if this was young Sam Raimi's first movie, this would have been amazing. It would have been very, very good because he understood framing. He understood, yeah. like, he understood all of the things that this movie did not do well. Yeah. Even and very like young. Building tension with shots. Right. And, and uh, just having really interesting angles. It was literally, it felt kind of like a, it was shot like a soap opera. Almost. Right. That's where I'm going. I think that's the thing that makes, that makes me say it feels made for TV or like, um, like it, yeah, like it, it just feels made for TV. It almost feels like it has the spots for commercial breaks. Yeah. I mean, it placed in it. It almost feels like it was shot in three, four. Yes. <laughs> like it was almost, it feels like it, Small. Right. Like small framed. Right. But it's not. It's not. No. But it just feels that way somehow. It's like just yeah, weird. So my score for this is a three out of ten. It wasn't so bad that I'm, you know, I'm not super upset that I, I watched it. It's definitely not as good as average. Um, so I'd say for me, it, it falls at about a three. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'm right in line with that. Yeah. It's It's a three. It's right in the middle of less than average because it's not didn't make me angry. No. I wasn't like extremely bored. I was kind of just close to engaged, there but was I just couldn't care enough because yeah. the characters weren't interesting. A lot of archetypal like 80s asshole. You know, that was that was the major villain was just someone plucked out of a teen comedy. What a dick. Yeah. And uh but visually in terms of like the the makeup and the effects and stuff it is great. Yeah. Visually in terms of direction and lighting not great. No. I mean yeah, there are parts of this movie that will stick with me for a long long time, particularly obviously the monster, the name and then the graveyard um and the witch. Like all the right. aesthetic stuff, like the graveyard was that was Tim Burton level good. Um, yeah, but cool. yeah, but there's just uh, so much that held it back. So, right. 
So with that, let's get into thanking our new Patreon member, Freddie P, all the way from the UK. Freddie has... Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Top of the morning. Freddie. <laughs> Throw another shrimp Put on another the bar. shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Wait, this is the part... Wait. Oh. Um, <laughs> this is the part where we show how worldly we are. Let's go fly a kite, Mary Poppin. <laughs> that's my... That's my accent. Yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, jumping on board, uh, Freddie. I just assume everyone in England sounds like Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Pop, pop, cheerio! <laughs> pop, pop, is that what... Uh, but he, he does have excellent taste uh, because Evil Dead, the remake, is, I think he said, one of his very favorite horror mm-hmm. films. So, and, and... And, and Freddie is the very last oh. of the horror movie talk... Founding members, members, members. Yeah, we, we ended that tier at a nice round number ten. Horror movie talk founding members, and we'll get into more about what that means later. Yeah, actually, we'll get into that right now. Okay, let's um. get into that right now. So we have some new tiers on Patreon. Yeah, <clears throat> originally we just launched it with one tier, five dollars. Um, you got to be a horror movie talk founding member. Uh, name on the the website and the most important perk and that they'll be feeling from now on is they get every future perk of every tier in perpetuity yeah as long as they uh, stay a patron we'll give them all the perks so these are the new tiers that tier has been retired but we have four new tiers and we'll probably expand it in the future but as of right now, okay, so here here are the four tiers. <clears throat> we have a newer value tier for people that don't want to donate up to five bucks. We have a $2 tier called the Spoopy tier. Yeah, Spoopy. And with the $2 tier, you get uh, thanks on the supporters page of HorrorMovieTalk.com. You'll get your name posted there under the Spoopy tier members. And you will get access to our production calendar. So you'll be able to see all of the scheduled upcoming episodes, usually at least a month out. So we'll send you a a, a Google Calendar invite to our Asana calendar for what we got planned in the future. Uh, so we'll get visibility into that. The so that's the first tier. The second tier is too spoopy at $5 per month. Patrons that are too spoopy unlock access to the afterpods, which we have quite a few at this point. Uh, we've been recording them basically every week, all summer long into the fall. And uh, that's that's a show where we leave the mics running after horror movie talk and talk about life behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of gossip and crying and laughing. Uh-huh. You also get a shout out on an upcoming episode, as well as all the benefits from the spoopy tier. And then the next tier is too spoopy for me. For no, you. too too spoopy for you. Yeah, which is a. Six dollar and sixty six cents tier. That's the uh, that's the number of Stan. <laughs> you know that guy, <clears throat> always wearing six six six. Um, and that tier, you get all of the benefits of the lower tiers. Plus, you get access to all all of our sound drops. 
and I kind of kind of got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> but uh, I'll I'll send you a link or email you. Oh, we could a file of all we the could sound make drops. a section of a sauna that's that's cordoned off and has a bunch of files on it. I don't know. We'll figure out. We'll, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Um, you'll get all the sound drops. So you know the gems like and. And get your wheezes out. All that stuff is yours at the 666 tier. And then uh, also you get, what was the other thing you, you got for that tier, David? Um, yeah, so uh, of the weeks, let's see here. We'll really, we, you get early access right. to to the podcast before it comes out. Yeah, so if you're looking for extra content, $5 gets you access to the Afterpods, and 666 gets you early access to episodes once they're edited, which is usually about a day or two in advance. We try to get it finished on the weekend, but extenuating, circ- ex- extenuating circumstances sometimes happens. It might be, you know, a couple hours before. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's what you get for... Too spoopy for you. That's 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 Bryce's caveat. Bryce, right? Bryce will push things. Yeah, I'll uh, push it. So, and then the final tier, three spoopy, five me. Uh, once a month, this is a this is a fifteen dollar tier. Once a month, patrons that are three spoopy, five me will as a. So obviously, you get all the stuff previously mentioned, and you'll all also get to as a group decide on a horror movie for us to watch and review. In an episode that month, I think. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, so the caveat on that is we prioritize new releases. So if there's a new release, the theatrical release horror movie coming out, we're going to watch it on opening night and then have an episode for the next Wednesday. So if there is a month where we don't have a spot for a non-new release then that voted on episode will probably be pushed to the next month. But that'll be probably pretty rare. Um, Or if there's not one, if it's not voted on early enough in the beginning of the month, just logistically, we will make the episode. It might not be in that particular month, but you'll, you'll still have access to it. And also for that one, your... um, Your mention on the supporters page comes with the bonus that you can link to a personal project of yours. Yeah. So if you've got a website or if you've got like an Instagram page or something that you want to promote and have people go to, we will include a link to that on HorrorMovieTalk.com. So I know it's uh, maybe not the most exciting thing for you to hear about us talk about all the tiers, but shut up. We're excited because... It's new bonus content for you. It's stuff that we haven't been offering before, and I think there's there's obviously people that are interested in it because we do have patrons. Yeah, and to all of our current patrons, you and the founding members club, uh, that's all yours. So you you got all that stuff. So um, do stay tuned (coughs) on Patreon for us to start organizing how that kind of all plays out because we'll be talking to you and and if you don't interact with us on patreon we can't help you should we mention the two tiers that we decided to for forego for now i think it would be entertaining so there were two additional tiers mm. and from the from the feedback that we got from my wife and a few of the patrons um not huge fans and also the feedback from us <laughs> 
so we had a fifty dollar tier that we were considering that was going to be um the fellatio i i spoop you spoop we all spoop for ice spoop um no, it was just we all we all spoop for ice poop. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the fifty dollars tier. Well, I I think it's clever, so I got to mention it. Okay, because I came up with it very well. And, oh and yeah, the f- by the way, we owe the uh, the idea for the tiers to Mark, listener Mark. He came up with the, uh, that uh, and and mentioned it to me. right. Yeah, yeah that's so. great. We struggled a lot with the with the name. Yeah, previously. <laughs> so uh, the fifty dollars tier. Um, we would have had all the benefits of the previous tiers. I think, did we say that we were going to actually do an episode? No, the, the added benefit for $50 tier is that we were going to describe in detail the, mm. the, the, uh, genitalia, the genitalia, your genitalia. Yeah. So if you're a guy, just the, the massive size and beauty of your cock. Mm. And if you're a female, just et cetera, the, you know. The bits, the the petiteness and <laughs> desirable and compactness of of your vagina. I'm creeped out right now. <laughs> See, I thought it was. I thought that was like one of the most hilarious ideas because I would love just coming up improv. It's just, definitely just, a male tier. Yeah, it's, I think. Yeah, and then I realized someone pointed out, as well as my wife, just like kind of wincing. Yeah, a little bit that. Number one, it feels very tryhardy and yeah, and kind of. It's what we do, though. I mean, that's what, how, yeah. We 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 have to be kept. Uh, we have to be kept safe from ourselves. Right. <laughs> but and then the other thing is receiving that, even as a guy, hearing someone mm. talk about your yeah. member, that probably just make me feel bad because yeah. someone talked about the the massive Let's move size. On. What's of the my next tier? Just be like, okay. uh, but I know that's not. What's true. the next tier? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Lord. The last tier we were considering was a six hundred and sixty-six dollar tier mm. called um, what was it? The satanic Pact four, or something? four spoop six 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 everybody. <laughs> okay, and uh, this tier we would do an actual s- satanic ritual mm. in your name. Yeah, yeah, we'd try our best. Um, we're not we're not part of the legions. Of I mean, Satan. we would we would figure it out. We I mean, figure for six hundred and sixty six dollars, we would figure it out, and that's we'd a, take a video of it and we'd send it to you. That's per month. So here's here's where we painted ourselves into a corner: is that we have the horror movie talk mm, founding members, and yeah. they would get this perk the, unlocked. Yeah, we'd have to do and ten so we'd satanic, have to do 10 rituals, satanic at, rituals at five dollars a month. And uh, you know, I'm I'm still a Christian. Yeah. Like it's, I don't believe that I'd be any danger of. It doesn't you know, bother me cursing I, or Satan actually appearing or anything, but it makes me a little hesitant. But also, doing it ten times would be a little much. Yeah, that's the time commitment is where I'm. Is where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I I considered like, just copying out and being like, we could do it like Simpsons, Mister Black at Camp Krusty. <laughs> Like, Dark Lord, we commit the name Mr. Black Jessica. to your... <laughs> yeah. Um, and just cop out that way, but we, we decided to force all that. We we want to give it our all. Yeah. Plus, we've got, like... It seems like we've got added time commitments yeah. for both of us yeah. recently to where we're kind of limited. 
Anyways, check out the new Patreon tiers, uh, support the podcast that way, and we'd love you for it, and we'd probably do unspeakable things to you if you ever appeared in front of us. Oh, definitely. That's confirmed. 100% unspeakable things. Also, if you want to support the podcast, head on over to our website, horrormovietalk.com, click on through to that that link at the top of the page, it says spend on Amazon, buy stuff on there, bookmark that link, and you will be supporting the pod every time you purchase anything on Amazon. Also, check out Shudder. It is Halloween season. Tons of good Halloween streaming content on Shudder. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. Enter HMT at checkout, and you get the whole month, 30 days, free trial at Shudder.com. Also, remember our Halloween Jack-O-Lantern contest, our Jack-R-Lanterns contest. Yeah, we're not going to call it that. uh, We're calling maybe a little bit. I mean, I might call it that. And um, that you can, of course, find a link to that on our website. One last thing in this very long mid-roll. I I would like to mention... uh, a Instagram. Well, actually, he's just a he's a listener who is also a fantabulous art artist. And we actually have a couple of these who have reached out to us. Uh, Jessica has for my my podcast, the Positivacast. She drew me a very nice picture of um, of um, a Rice Krispie treat, enjoying some coffee in front of the Twin Towers. Really? Yeah, and it's beautiful. How have you not shown this to me? It's beautiful. I got to show it to you. Um, Oh man, and, we got to talk on the afterpod about right. Nikki, Nikki Glazier's special. Oh right yeah, there. she stole my joke. Um, no, but uh, but Dustin uh, is is this fabulous artist who really shares all of my taste, all of it, Com- all the comics he likes, all the all the things he Simpsons he he does he in Rainbow Six like he's he's me. Basically, except artistic and and good at right. and good at being artistic, and uh, he reached out to us and said, "Hey, I really like what you're doing, and I'd like to, you know, give you guys some custom artwork for um, some of your stuff. So you guys can check out his amazing artwork on his Instagram at d g o e b e l zero zero. That's d gobel zero zero on Instagram." Yeah, it's great, and and I think he's going to try to do a piece of art for this post. I think so. So if, if you see like a really cool piece of art um, for the social post for Pumpkinhead episode, that was by that guy. Great. He he reached out to us on Facebook. We put out a call for for writers for the blog, and and a lot of people have reached out and. Um, you know, David started breathing hard because he's like, I got to edit all this stuff. I've got to actually read. There's so much. All this content. And then um, uh, Dustin offered to uh, do artwork for us. And it's he, just out of the kindness of his heart. Like, this he is no joke. This is no joke. Super professional. Yeah. Like, very. This this is a man who probably makes money from doing art. Yeah. I mean, we, we get a lot of offers on Facebook of like, hey, man, we're filmmakers. Could you, we'd love if you'd review our film and then you go and it's just like no. a piece of shit. We've done that once and it was not good for them. <laughs> it, it did not help them, I don't think. Um, our spiral review, if you want to go revisit that. Oof. So when people reach out that are artistic, I kind of hesitate. But Dustin, I actually go to his Instagram profile. I'm like, oh, shit. No, yeah. this is exactly like. 
Yeah, I, I would hire this guy. I want if I had money. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want. Um, I do want uh, prints of a lot of the stuff that he's he's drawn. His right. your mom's house stuff is is great. Yeah. Uh, so check him out. And with that, let's wrap up this very yeah. long mid roll and get into the spoilers. Let's talk about this terrible movie for Pumpkinhead. Spoiler. Spoilers? Yeah. Is there anything really to spoil about this movie? Um, I think we just, like, described it in detail. Yeah. It's is going to be... I mean, we did a very long mid-roll, so um, that's going to make up the time for the otherwise very short review of Pumpkinhead. Not because, not because we're going to neglect Pumpkinhead, but because there's just nothing there. It's, uh, it's a very... It's that. It's that. So yeah, <laughs> Pumpkinhead. It's it, it's barely weirdly interesting. You know that's right. that's the disappointing thing is that it had some interesting ideas, but it didn't like super commit to it. That the, the interesting stuff was like tossed offhand. I think that 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 what you said was too throwaway. This is the most important thing that's going to be said <laughs> all episode. It's now let's say this again with some underline. It's barely weirdly interesting it doesn't even achieve holding my attention for the shit it does wrong right or or for the the weird concept of it like it's just it's barely weirdly interesting uh the movie starts out with ed harley as a little kid ed harley is our basically our main character uh played by lance henriksen uh normally throughout the movie but at the start of the movie we get him as a little kid in the 50s, um, sitting at home with his very poor family in, I think, a swamp. I can't really tell, but he grew up there, and, uh, and you know, so he's sitting there, <laughs> enjoying the evening, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, the setting is real hard to pin down. They did not, like, really paint a picture of the setting or time period in this movie. It was confusing, <clears throat> and it was... Uh, but it was there was frogs croaking and there was some moss hanging off the trees. But also real dusty and desert like. Right. You can't escape LA if you're in LA. Yeah. 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 David, you mentioned while you're watching it that it reminded you of Tremors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the only thing I can attach to Tremors is that it was dusty. Well, um so <laughs> I could it, not see any similarities. It was dusty it was it was a monster it's a monster film right you know it's it's the same time frame late 80s early 90s and it feels it's a movie what what you were hitting on earlier with what you said about the um the uh soap the soap it feels like it's shot as a soap opera now now I know that Tremors does not feel that same way but Tremors has a similar thing that Pumpkinhead has which is it feels like there's almost room in the movie built in for commercial breaks. Okay. Yeah. And that and I'm just talking about there's a motif that is strangely like it just reminded me very much of Tremors. Yeah, I guess that that kind of makes sense. Tremors does feel somehow smaller in scale. Right. It feels closer to a TV movie like a 
Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. Like Langoliers. It would or be something. weird to go to a movie theater and see Tremors. And it would be equally weird to go to a movie theater and see Pumpkinhead. Yeah. I don't know how, how much that is me growing up and watching Tremors on cable all the time. It was on every like and by the way if tremors was on i was watch like there was right this is the day and everyone in my family agreed like it was like this was something that united everyone it was just a good movie that right. you could so sit down and watch the similarities end very quickly between Pumpkinhead and tremors because <laughs> tremors is a fantastic movie yeah like it is a it's like a sleeper great movie exercise in perfection yeah yeah in terms of the red letter media did a analysis or a on their review series um on tremors and they picked out all the little setups for um things that were going to be delivered on later so like you know where you kind of like stuff like oh the the fridge door sticks when you open it like in the first act yeah and you're like huh that's when you're watching it you might not notice it but if you're paying attention to kind of movie structure you'll see that and say that might be important later on yeah and then later on there's a major scene that depends on the The fridge fridge. sticking yeah it does that just beat by beat by beat perfect perfect for that movie and it's all believable and the characters all all make sense the world makes sense there's there's rules that make sense yeah and it's just perfectly encapsulated um you know there's rules with pumpkin head too but not real complex or interesting ones no they're not <laughs> complex there there's definitely um revenge like so the rules in pumpkin head are revenge comes at a price uh-huh and um and uh oh and don't get in the way of pumpkin head like <laughs> those are literally the rules in pumpkin oh and don't get in the way of pumpkin head yeah if you if you try and help anyone who pumpkin head is after pumpkin head is now dipso facto after you right he's gonna go after the people that are cursed and don't get in his way yeah that's the it that's it yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a revenge monster. That's that's it. Now, there aren't a tremendous amount of rules in Tremors either. It's just they're fun. It's don't step on the ground. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's it's hot a, lava. That's fucking crazy. Like, you get rocks. You can walk on those because they can't. Right. And they feel vibration in the ground and they're blind. And so. Right. Don't it's... don't make sound and don't walk on the ground. Right. Like, those are the rules. Um, yeah. Pumpkin head. Yeah. So um so uh Ed is with his family in the swamp in the 50s. He's a little kid and the neighbor the neighbor comes to the door screaming. He's like, "Oh god, help me, got to help me." And and Ed's dad's like, "Don't let that guy in. Do not get in the way of Pumpkinhead." And uh they don't and they live and the guy dies. So then we uh we kind of flash forward flash forward into Ed's 40s uh ish and he's an adult played by as as we've mentioned several times Lance Henriksen very uh well cast and uh what a what a good actor he is like and just range like brooding like if you need your guy I guess there's not range yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down like <laughs> if you want sullen or menacing, oh. like Henriksen is your dude. Yeah, like for real. he is excellent at looking. You know, wrinkly faced, angry. Did you ever see the Pit and the Pendulum? No, I don't think I did either. But I think that's his like one of his more notable roles. We, what what year was that? I think it was eighty two. Huh. Okay. But uh, but you and I have talked several times about a show that Henriksen is featured in recently, which is Millennium Week. I'm like, hey, did you ever see Millennium? And Bryce would be like, No, it's a piece of shit. And be like, I mean, I was a huge X Files. Yeah. Fan. I I mean, I can see we have the DVD set right there on my yeah, shelf. Huge. We can see it. Um, I watched X Files every week, mm-hmm. every new episode that came out religiously and that was made by chris carter and chris carter came out with a new series called millennium and i could not get even through the first episode and and you were a kid at that point yeah and it was it was all the worst parts of (laughs) (laughs) x-files and they focus on that it's like chris carter is like everyone loves all the episodes that i don't write let's make a series that i just write (laughs) <laughs> oh so, poor guy and then there was like a so i didn't watch it and, but there was also a crossover episode with x-files that was like also unbearable yeah. so it didn't really didn't endorse millennium that much but yeah he is a he is a he's a man he's a good actor yeah he's he's not bad no he's he's pretty good in this uh so he leaves on an errand. He's got a kid, and he leaves him at uh, at the store that they own, and which is a little weird. Now that I think of it, he's got they've got like a bunch of rowdy teenagers. He's like I'll outside. Be, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna leave my kid and six year old son alone. Yeah, it was a simpler time in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the dirt bike bros, they get out their dirt bikes and there's a sweet montage of them, you know, doing jumps and more jumps. And then yeah. like, just like winging on the throttle wheel. Wee! 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 And then, uh, and then one of them bumps the little kid with his motorcycle and that kid promptly falls into a coma and dies. <laughs> So I'm not, yeah, it was, it was an accident, which was, which quickly evolved into murder one. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, there was, how how many were there? So there was two guys and three girls. There was three, three guys. And yeah, I don't know. Was there three guys? Well, Steve stayed behind. Steve stayed with the kid. Okay. And then Joel. Oh, that's right. So there was two brothers and then another guy. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. Who cares? <laughs> so, so they're like, "Oh no, this kid!" And then they go into the general store and try to get a phone, but of course they don't have a phone because you know this is Depression era Dust Bowl. Yeah, in in that in that area of of L.A. <laughs> and uh, they LA. come out, and the asshole that ran him over is like loading up his dirt bike and is like, "I got to get out of here. I'm, <laughs> I gotta go. I'm." I drank some alcohol and I cannot. I'm all. He's also on probation. Yeah. So obviously he's got a he's got a jet. Right. Um. So uh, one of the one of the kids feels guilty and stays behind. Steve stays behind to 
to sit with the kid until Lance Henriksen comes back and scowls at him. He's like, hey, man, I'm real sorry. And Lance is like, well, my child's fucking dead, so I don't care about your sorry. Yeah, Lance Henriksen gives him the stinkiest of stinky eyes. Like, that, I mean, that's really... Yeah. Where you, where you made the right casting decision because I have not seen yeah I a I felt it deeper and more <laughs> menacing stink eye than than that yeah I felt like I had done something wrong to Lance through the screen I we forgot to mention I wrote this down in my notes skipping back to when yeah. the kid was still alive mm. <laughs> just moments ago um, just moments before the dirt bike bump so him. Ed and his son were were bonding and you know they're. I can't remember if they said anything where where his mom was, but anyways, they're bonding and washing their hands together. And Ed talks about um, fondly about his grandma washing his hands and how her 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 skin tissue, her skin was tissue thin and it felt so soft. Oh, it was. Yeah, just such a weird, <laughs> weird line, and so off-putting that I had to write it down. But there aren't you know, any more of that. Like that, if give you know me more how of that. soft grandma's skin is, that tissue thin skin. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> it's kind of sloughing on you, and uh, you know, you don't know wash too hard, or you'll deglove your grandma. Oh God. Okay, moving on. So just had to get out there. Ed immediately seeks revenge, grabs his son. And and finds a guy deep in the swamp. He's like, hey, guy, where's that gypsy witch? And the guy's like, you don't want no trouble with that gypsy witch. And he's like, I do. I need revenge. And he's like, well, you find her over there. And uh, well, his son that's kind of shady was like, I'll show you where gypsy witch is. Yeah, Bunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his name was Bunt, Bryce. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> Bunt was his name. Silo was his name. <laughs> Uh, so he gets to the witch and the witch is like, are you sure about this? And he's like, bitch, give me that revenge. And she's like, but it comes with the price. And he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So she's like, head over to that creepy graveyard behind my house. Get the thing, the thing out of the ground. Get a guy out of the ground in that graveyard. Bring him back here. So this is like, I'll watch your kid. The, the concept of. All right. If you are going to get revenge on your kid's killer at basically the cost of dooming your soul for right. all eternity, just go and kill him yourself. Just yeah, you could you could either do that. just just get a gun. Obviously. Like. Um but actually my advice for anyone considering murder suicide and I got this from Adam Carolla is start with a suicide. Yeah. Let's start with square one. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking you will, you will basically accomplish the same purpose. Right. But you'll be more beloved for sure than if you'd start with a murder first in your murder suicide. Now, that being said, if you are considering suicide, don't get some help. Stop. No, I mean, if you're, con- if you're considering suicide, call the, you know, 1-800-SUICIDE-HOTLINE or, yeah. or whatever, you know, Google suicide and Google will refer you to the proper authorities. But, but if you're considering murder, suicide, right, this is very murder, specific. suicide, murder. If you're going to be like, hey, I'm going to take somebody else out and then I'm going to for yeah. sure I'm going to kill myself. Then definitely do the suicide first. Right. Suicide comes first. Right. If you're going to murder suicide. Right. Yeah. No, that's, so that's a really that's, good point. That's the, the route that Ed Hardly should have taken. Yeah. It would have been better for everyone. I mean, I mean, 
yeah, we wouldn't have had to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he get goes to this fucking awesome Tim Burton graveyard that looks like the whole graveyard has sunk ten feet down into like the swamp, except for this one, this one headstone, and he climbs up to this headstone. Yeah, it was like a. It was so cool. Wasn't it like a rotten out? Like tree trunk? That's what it felt like to me. Oh, I, I it, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I couldn't. It I mean, might, it was so dark. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. It might have been like a sarcophagus kind of thing, but it felt like it was a rotten out, like tree trunk or something, because it was raised, but it had dirt inside of it. Yeah, it was cool. It was super cool. Um, it did have pumpkins growing around it. Yeah. So pumpkins. Oh, oh why? Okay. See. I was under the impression that Pumpkinhead was had nothing to do with pumpkins or Halloween at all, which <laughs> which makes me angry. Right. So Pumpkinhead, he does not actually have a pumpkin. He head. does not. Not only does he not have a pumpkin head, he has nothing to do with Halloween. He has nothing to do with pumpkins, really, except I, apparently. Yeah, he grew. Yeah, you know, he's. <laughs> how did they describe it? Hold on. I think I took a note of this. Oh, yeah. You know, is where do you find Pumpkinhead? Oh, you know, the old Pumpkin Patch Graveyard. <laughs> That's what they said? They basically said that. So, it's a graveyard with a pumpkin patch in it. So, the reason why they call him Pumpkinhead isn't that his head is shaped like or looks like a pumpkin. Although it kind of does. I mean, a little barely. bit. You can see a resemblance. They call him Pumpkinhead because you find him in the pumpkin patch. Okay. You know, old Pumpkinhead. It's like a Charlie Brown insult. Yeah. Oh, you blockhead. So the witch uses blood from the father, Ed, and his recently deceased son to resurrect this corpse that he brings back to her that was in the pumpkin patch graveyard. Yeah, it starts out like this little shriveled up thing. And when it wakes up, when Pumpkinhead wakes up, he actually looks almost exactly like the aliens from... Right. Um... Um, What's that movie? Yeah. Uh, uh, Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Which, by the way, is pretty legit horror movie if you view it that way. Yeah. Like that, that is definitely... Mostly not a horror movie. Mostly just a story. And then, whoa! Whoa! Right. What so the, the heck is going on? It's about an alien abduction, supposedly based on a true story. It's not really based on a true story. Mm. Um, How would you know? But actually, of, of note, the, I think the the people that it happened to were Mormon. So, I mean, mm. I got to believe them. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, the but the abduction parts of that are just 100 percent horror. Scenes. Oh, yeah. It's it's it goes it goes from zero to a million. You're like, oh, whoa, 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 please. Yeah. Anyways, the aliens in that look exactly like Pumpkinhead when he. Yeah, when he, he wakes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then Pumpkinhead grows in size and angliness. <laughs> and angliness. Angly gangliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, at this point, we kind of go back to the kids who are starting to feel remorse for what they did. and uh, But it's too late. And Pumpkinhead has been activated. <laughs> Incoming Pumpkinhead. <laughs> and he begins the slaughter. Pumpkinhead locked on target. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Take evasive maneuvers. He, Pumpkinhead uh, incoming. Yeah, at this point, it just turns into a regular old slasher with things just kind of happening. People are dying. Yeah. They're just 
getting getting caught up. Getting... Not super interesting either. No. Like not not really very interesting setups or lots of dread. It's literally just up oh, now you grab someone. Okay, now I'm I'm not I I for 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 the listener, I will admit everything. I didn't even get this. I didn't even get it from the movie. I did not even glean this part. But Ed experiences as Pumpkinhead is killing the kids. Oh, you didn't get that? Ed sees the kill through Pumpkin through, in his mind's eye. Well, he's also experiencing it. Right. I got that he was upset. Every I got that there was a connection between him and Pumpkinhead. Uh-huh. I didn't get that he saw it. Okay, is that what it says on IMDb? It's yeah, it says that on on Wikipedia, and uh, and I'm I did not care enough to go back and actually confirm. I'm just gonna say it probably. Well, yeah. I think it's like towards the end, it's a little more obvious that he's actually yeah. <clears throat> not just seeing it, but he's experiencing it and experiencing what Pumpkinhead is feeling. Right, because when he hurts his shoulder, Pumpkinhead grabs his shoulder and it's like, "Ow, yeah, don't do that," and then. Um, it is, <laughs> and the way they convey this is that while a killing is going on, that while Pumpkinhead is killing someone, it cuts to Ed Harley and Ed Harley looks like he's receiving one of the best blowjobs ever. <laughs> yeah. It's Just like right, right mid come. It's not. Is, is what Ed Harley looks like while. But to me, I was like, why is he doing that? <laughs> I was like, "What? Why is he getting a blowjob? Like, what's happening?" It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like you could. There could. There's a better way to do this. Yeah, it's like the what do you call it? The vinegar strokes. It's like <laughs> yeah. Ed Harley is experiencing pure vinegar strokes whenever. When, <laughs> oh wow! Oh, just yeah. it's not pleasurable. It's the part right after you come, and all of a sudden, all the sensation comes back, oh, and no. you realize like. Oh God, I'm super chafed. This oh, bad, bad feel, bad feel, bad feel. Yeah. So then, too, uh, too much information. Then Bunt, uh, the the kid from the swamp, tries to help some of the remaining uh, teenagers or twenty somethings out, and uh, Bunt uh, becomes a uh, target for Pumpkinhead as well, and Peahead uh, kills. Bun, P-head. P-head. Pumpkin head. You have any idea how hard it is to write out pumpkin head like nine million times? Um, and words all like, hey, that's not a word. And I'm like, I know. Um, <laughs> so, so it might as well just be P-head. Uh, uh, as, as, yeah. Basically, we've, we've reached the end of the movie now. It doesn't seem like we have, but we have. So yeah, at this point. There's no real twist. In this movie, it's literally Pumpkinhead is summoned and Pumpkinhead kills everyone. The only thing left. So, okay. So yeah, the, here, the very, yeah, very yeah, ending yeah, is, yeah. is where the interesting thing happens. But basically, Ed Harley realizes that him and Pumpkinhead are attached and that they can feel each other's pain. And, and so, also that he no longer wants this to continue. Right. He so, has decided that the price of revenge is too high. And so he goes to the witch and is like... Please stop it. And the witch is like, no, I can't. And then he goes. And then he realizes. He tries to stop Pumpkinhead and realizes that they're attached. And so. And then he realizes what Bryce said was right. If you're going to do murder-suicide, just do the suicide. Right. And so he takes the decision to take out his gun and shoot himself in the head. Right. And then Pumpkinhead feels that a little bit. 
and uh, but, but he didn't actually kill himself. But not yeah, not enough. And so the last remaining girl, uh, boy, what what was her name? Tracy. Uh, yeah, Tracy shoots both Pumpkinhead and uh, Ed, and uh, and then they die. But after Pumpkinhead dies, he lights on fire, and that was kind of cool. Sure. Uh, uh, whoa. And then, this is the important part. Yeah, this is... Is that Ed turns into Pumpkinhead, mm-hmm. and then the witch buries him back in the old the old pumpkin patch graveyard. Right, so... So now he's ready for the next time somebody decides that it's worth taking revenge. So you become Pumpkinhead anyway, so might as well just go murder people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just stay yourself. Yeah. Be angry. And I mean, or not, you know, or just find, you know, find forgiveness. I mean, you'll still go to hell, but at least you won't live any amount of life as Pumpkinhead. The other option is don't get turned into a a movie at all and just find forgiveness and be a good person. Right. Um, Which is probably, probably what you should actually do. Yeah. So that's uh, Pumpkinhead. With that, final recommendations for Pumpkinhead. um, I mean, if you are going through like the 31 days of Halloween trying to watch a, a movie on every day in October, maybe watch this one. Yeah. If you have a personal, here's what I have written. If you have a personal nostalgia attached to this, I bet you still won't like it on repeat viewing. (laughs) I bet you'll still be like, Oh, that wasn't very good. This is definitely, I know you paused it at least like six times just to see where we were. The latter half. And you're like, Oh, 18 more minutes. It was so boring. And it's not a long movie. Wasn't it like, it was an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. An hour and twenty, something like that. Can't can't really endorse it. Mm-mm. Kind of interesting, but mostly academically. Again, I can't underline enough like how shitty the direction was. It was very bad. How the lighting was okay-ish, but still not great. The sound design was also kind of terrible. <laughs> Like every time Pumpkinhead was on scene, just real, real loud rattlesnake noises. That was his noise. It's like, okay. All right. All right. The only interesting thing is the concept, some of the concepts, and the actual monster design is legit good. If you had a better director and it was shot better, it could be like a real iconic. Yeah. I mean, it's still iconic. I mean, but just, for the just wrong the reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, instead of iconic, it's cult. Yeah. Which in this case is bad. It's not. It's not a hidden gem. You won't get a lot of joy out of it. So the other cult movies that we've watched are legit fantastic. Yeah. Are Sleepaway Camp mm. and oh. and uh, what's, the, what's the other one? Um, oh, it's di- st- st- Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Both, like, fantastic movies. Yeah. Like, movies that don't exist outside of those movies. Oh, man. I can't wait to watch Have Silent like Night, a, Deadly Night again. Yeah, I know. I really do. We gotta watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Oh, this Christmas. Because that one has the great sound drop of... Garbage day. Garbage day. So, but the one good thing about Pumpkinhead was it was really easy to write taglines for. So let's get into taglines. Yeah, I should probably write some taglines. (laughs) 
tagline. So, Taglines is a game where we think up alternate taglines or just funny lines about the movie to poke fun at it or make you laugh or make you think. You know, that's really what we're here to do is to make you think. So with that, um, do you want me to play your first tagline per, per chance? Um, you want me to no, we'll first? do that one last. Let's, okay. let's do yours first. Sure thing. So my first tagline is, let's see here, Pumpkinhead, the only movie where you get exactly what the title makes you expect. No, do I mean, you, do you? No, you don't. You don't. That's a bad. You don't get an actual pumpkin head. I'm. I've really built this. Right. Built this <laughs> segment up, and it's. It's just very. It's just downhill from All here. All right, pumpkin head. Cabbage patch dolls, the horror movie. Boy, these are mine. Are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, if you if you heard that one and you think yours are bad, then yeah, I think we're in trouble. Why is it called pumpkin head? Because his head is kind of pumpkiny. <laughs> that was my joke. Wow, David. I'm uh, all right. Oh man, Pumpkinhead. We'll end with a bang. I promise. Pumpkinhead. It's like the Predator for vegans. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Uh, Pumpkinhead. No, it's it's not about Halloween. Uh, like it all. No, it's also no. It's also not about pumpkins. Either. No, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a lot more interesting than Scary Monster Head. Scary Monster Head. That was their alternate yeah. um, title. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it me? Yeah. Um, Pumpkinhead. Summoning Pumpkinhead comes at a great cost. Mainly a mediocre movie. Oh, the worst, highest price you can pay. Pumpkinhead. Revenge now with pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> that one's great. That one was. I right. love that one. <laughs> okay, and here is uh, here is Bryce's final tagline: Pumpkin head. Go ahead, Norm. I, I, no, no, I'm terrible at telling jokes, but a guy uh, he gets a genie or something that uh, gives you wishes and a lamp, <laughs> right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay, and so he's like. Oh, no, no, that's not it. He, no, he, he goes to his friend. His whole head is a giant pumpkin. That's how the joke starts. Mm-hmm. It's like a giant pumpkin, and then his friend goes, what happened? He's like, I found his genie in the lamp, and he gave me three wishes. And he's like, what happened? He goes, well, the first wish, I wished for like $100 million, and I got it. And then for my second wish, I wished for like a beautiful lady, and I got her. And the guy's like, yeah, but what happened? He's like, oh, the third wish, that's where I really blew it. And the guy goes, what happened? He goes, I wish for a giant pumpkin head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wished for a giant pumpkin head. Oops. I think I I think I have one more here. Uh, Oh yes, pumpkin head, or as my dad says, pumpkin head. (laughs) Okay, I got one more. Pumpkin? Nothing. Pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, my dad only says pumpkin. Yeah, like pumpkin chunkin. Pumpkin. He um, never says pumpkin. Pumpkin head. I mean, this guy was a real jerk. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah. Two, two, two um, assists by Norm. That's yeah. a pretty, pretty good taglines segment. Um, so let's see here. Oh, maybe we can read some reviews on off of the uh, most latest iTunes reviews. Right. So I wanted to do a shout out first to 
this listener on Twitter that sent us, uh, she started following us and I reached out to her and just said hi. And she replied with probably one of the nicest. Oh man, this made me tear listener up a interactions. Bit. When yeah, I, I saw mean, this, seriously. I was. So this is from Natalia uh, on Twitter. She's at by Valkyrie, which is interesting to me. Okay. To my interest. Um, she says, OMG, hi, I've been listening to your podcast for two weeks uh, now, I believe. Love listening to episodes while traveling to work in the morning. My, like, top three favorite horror movies are Carrie, Revenge, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Always coming back to them. But you guys also gave me so many recommendations for new-to-me movies to check out. So my Halloween weekend will be plenty full. Thank you guys for creating the podcast. Lots of people can't understand my obsession with horror movies. And so many reviewers stick to boring analysis, but you managed to make it fun. And an hour of your episode passes so quickly, I'm always going for the next one instantly. You are both the highlight of my day for sure. That is like, so kind yeah, of you to like, say. It makes me feel um, like it like feels like I paid is, someone to write that. Right. <laughs> like we need a fake review yeah. that just says everything you want your review to say. Very sweet. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, of you very to, sweet. Very nice of you to say. And then she she went on um, after we just like almost cried to her <laughs> saying thank you so much for saying so many nice things. She said, oh, you guys. You need a wider recognition for sure. I don't have many horror-loving friends. Cough, pussies, cough. But I recommend them your podcast anyway. Maybe it could get them into the genre. You never know. I'm listening through Spotify. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. There's other stuff. But um, just super, super nice um, comment from Natalia. Yeah, thank you, And I think she's from, like, Serbia or something, which is... Don't get that wrong. It's... uh... I, I don't know where I don't know where. All right. Whatever. She's she's, from, she's from Eastern Europe. Yeah. Somewhere. And then we got a couple new reviews on you iTunes. Know, before you get to that, I also want to give a shout out to Stephen M, who has liked and commented on just about everything we do. Also, Kim, uh, Kim has 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 done the same. Thank you both for uh, for being there for us on Facebook. We sure do appreciate you guys and all your reactions and comments and stuff. We eat it up. So thank you. Um, so this review from TVORTR Freak from Los Angeles on iTunes. Um, he says, Hereditary and the Witch brought me here. I like reliving a movie with the play-by-play. Please tell me how excited you are about The Lighthouse. We are very excited about so The Lighthouse. So fucking excited. Yeah, it's a real conundrum because we've got The Lighthouse and Zombieland 2 coming out the same day. Uh, we're going to try to fit those in yeah. somehow. Um, but yeah, Lighthouse is probably one of the movies that I'm most excited about this, this year. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say right behind Hereditary, I'd say Lighthouse, or um, not Hereditary, Midsummer. Uh, the yeah. Lighthouse is right there. So this, The Lighthouse is directed and written, I believe, by, um, is it David Eggers? I don't know. It's the um, same guy who did The Witch. Yeah, it's the same guy that did The Witch, and that is our next episode. We'll be reviewing The Witch, which we talk about a lot, but we haven't reviewed yet, which is, I mean, I'll, spoilers, it's going to be a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's if you guys want to watch that, I believe it's free on Netflix. Yeah. Um, There's another review, but I can't. 
see it here. Um, might have been on a different platform. But anyways, thank you so much for reviewing and sharing the podcast with your friends. It, it, it is actually making a difference. It is. We had time. the most downloads ever it seems like week. it seems like we're setting a new record every week yeah by... and that's because of you guys yeah yeah so thank you guys make sure to share it with a friend it does make a difference make sure to sure to head over to our website horrormovietalk.com if you're interested in becoming a patron on a spoopy two spoopy two spoopy for you or three spoopy five me level then that is available to you now you can support the show directly or you can also click through the Amazon link bookmark that and every time you spend some money on Amazon when you got to buy you know your uh your vaginal dams <laughs> or uh I don't know what else um, like jackhammer repair parts all kinds of weird stuff you can buy on Amazon but every every purchase you make on there when you click through that link a little piece of that comes to us and we love you for it um also uh remember it is the holiday season it is Halloween. So head over to Shutter and enter HMT at checkout, and you got free streaming of every fucking horror movie your little heart can want. Yeah. Well, not every movie, but they have a really great curated selection of horror movies. Halloween, the original, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, The Wailing. Like, there's just so many. Good movies on there. Um, the new Creep Show series. So check it out yeah. on Shutter. And when you carve your pumpkin, don't forget to enter into the pumpkin carving contest. That's right. Um, head over to horrormovietalk.com. The call to action to enter that is pretty obvious. It's a big old jack-o'-lantern. doesn't have to be a jack-o'-lantern that you carved. could be any kind of artistic or cool carving. Um, send those in and you'll be entered to win the grand prize of... Some Funko Hocus Pocus Pop Dolls. Put it back in there, bitch. Okay, guys, you have a great week. We love you very much, and uh, and bye-bye. Oh, watch The Witch for next week on Netflix. All right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.